Amen. Can we give God thanks for the worship this morning? Amen. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Lord, we need your presence more than we know. We can fool ourselves. We can tell ourselves all kinds of rationalizations and lies that we don't need anyone. We just are self-contained, but Lord, that is not true. We need your love. We need your forgiveness, Lord. You are the only one who fully knows us and fully loves us by the grace of Jesus Christ. And so, God, whatever we brought in with us today, whatever worries, harriedness, pain, shame, regret, may we lay it down at your feet, even now, knowing that your grace is sufficient for us. May we experience the freedom of your presence today, Lord. May your spirit fill our hearts. May we consciously open our hearts to a fresh anointing of your spirit, Lord, that you would speak to us today. To that end, I pray that you would pour upon me the gift of preaching, that my very frail and broken and human words might, by the power of your Holy Spirit, become your living word. Uniquely crafted for each and every one of our hearts. We pray it with great confidence. We pray it in the name of the risen and the reigning Christ. Amen. Well, as we've heard today, in addition to commemorating Memorial Day, we are also celebrating Pentecost, which is the official beginning of the church, marked by the Holy Spirit's spectacular appearance to early believers. And in so many ways, commemorating these two events at the same time is an enigma. For Memorial Day is a day that while we acknowledge with gratitude and respect and honor the ultimate sacrifice so many have made for our freedom, in so doing, at the same time, we're also acknowledging the ugly, awful, profound depth of human sin that causes the wars that take the lives of these brave souls. On the other hand... There's Pentecost, a day filled with awe and faith and hope and positivity for the future. One could imagine Jesus' followers on that day pondering in light of this wind of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. How the leadership of the church would soon bring an end to the sin-fueled hatred and cruelty that leads to such wars. But in truth, I think it, that facing this such an enigma is a good thing. For while Memorial Day forces us to remain sober-minded about the cost of humanity's sin, Pentecost reminds us of the ultimate hope of the gospel, that God's grace is sufficient to forgive the sin of the world and bring healing to the brokenness that sin causes. Today's song is about both the reality of sin and the depth of God's love. Andrew Ripp's Roses is a retelling of the story Jesus is conveying to his disciples in today's scripture. So this summer, most summers, I do what's called a summer music series, and I'll preach for a number of weeks on different songs that have impacted me. And this song is particularly, I, I've loved it, and, and it's really inspired me to keep the main thing the main thing in my life. And I thought on a day when we remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, that it would be good to recall the one who is the role model for all who willingly lay down their lives for others. Let's take a moment and listen to the song.
when it comes to the old, old story, the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, for me anyway, sadly, it can become almost too familiar. It can lose its power and its punch. Do you know what I mean? Yet it's crucial we never forget the profound nature of sacrifice is at the very heart of God's love for us. We must ensure it never loses its innate power in our lives. Here's the writer Ian's description of the gospel from Imbird's blog site, Mockingbird's blog site. It says this, The gospel is the account of the Son of God taking on himself the nature of his own dejected creations to save them from their own self-wrought ruin and misery. The gospel is about a real embodied person in a real historic time and place confronting the real enslaving powers of sin and death and permitting them to unleash all of their virulent might against him. And how he exhausted their hatred and violence by not bypassing their ugliness and repugnance and agony. God incorporates darkness and death in his project to rescue his creation from darkness and death. It's a powerful, powerful story. But that story, as profound as it is, with enough familiarity, can become almost mundane. We can take it for granted. And so I love it when, through a song like Roses, I see the story afresh and anew through another's eyes. I love the vivid imagery he uses. The song begins with curiosity. Ever wonder what was on the mind of the maker when he turned all of our sorrow into fields of grace? In answer, he sings, can't you see that? He must have known about the heartache long before us. He must have known about the mistakes. Still, he chose us. Planted the tree where he would die, put thorns down the vine, and then he wore them. And love is the blood-red stain, the beauty that the pain exposes. Maybe that's why God made roses. I thought of God knowing, even as he planted the tree and fashioned the thorns on the vine, that they would be cruelly used against him by sinful humans to create unimaginable suffering for him. And that draws Jesus' sacrifice back into sharp focus for me. And such love reminds me of why I surrendered my life to Jesus in the first place. And so as I listened to this song, the first time I heard it, it just was on some random playlist. And it just took me by surprise. I was like, wow. It caught me. And it made me think again about the gospel story. Firstly, that image about the tree and the thorns. But then I found myself moved by Rip's dark imagery of beauty rising from pain. Because for me, that's a bit counterintuitive, that any kind of beauty could be revealed in all the ugliness, the awfulness, the unjust suffering and abuse that Jesus endured. Yet with fresh perspective, I can see a beauty that shines through. The beauty of a passionate, unconditional love that would stop at nothing, to rescue us from bondage and darkness. Such paradoxical beauty is represented well by a stunning red rose whose stem is filled with painful thorns. A beauty revealed in Jesus' proclamation during the Last Supper, take, 
eat. This is my body given for you. And drink. This is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for the sins of many. As Jesus lived out these words, this profound beauty shines as he demonstrates what making the ultimate sacrifice for the love of another looks like. This certainly comes to mind when we remember and honor those who have died this Memorial Day. The video we watched this morning captures this truth well as it ends with a reference to John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. As we consider Jesus and those we memorialize this weekend, this willingness to sacrifice, this calling to embrace a sacrificial love that is so strong that someone would lay down their life for their friends, it's not just a calling for them, for Jesus, or for our servicemen and women. No, when Jesus describes what discipleship is like, he places the cross, the very instrument of his suffering, at the very center of his command to all of us. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I believe the reason Jesus doesn't pull any punches in this challenge is because a sacrificial lay down your life for your friend's love is at the very center of God's kingdom plan for the world. The fact that we are moved by Andrew Ripp's beautiful imagery of Jesus' sacrificial love, or that our emotions rise as in a video montage, we try to comprehend the true cost for so many who've given their lives for our country's freedom. Such responses remind us, those emotions and those feelings remind us of how crucial a lay down your life for your friend's love is in the world. And also, in some ways, how starkly such a love is missing in our daily experience. For as we experience such emotions, we're also reminded of our innate human need to know that we're not completely on our own. That there are people out there who are willing to risk it all to help us. That no matter what we've done or how spectacularly we failed, that there is a love deep enough to risk everything. To save us. That is at the very heart of God's kingdom story. You know why we know this? Because Jesus is at the very heart of of God's kingdom story. As such, my hope is that each of us will not only be emotionally moved today, as we're reminded of examples of such sacrifice, but that in so doing, we will realize how crucial it is that we embrace our calling as disciples to take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Now look, I realize that if we're truly considering doing this, that there's a frightening element to it. For as we risk embodying such a servant-hearted beauty, it will require suffering and pain. It's hard to freely choose a path, isn't it, that we know will cause us pain. That's why it requires courage. And more, why it requires faith. Whether for Jesus, or for our brave servicemen and women, or for you, 
and for me. We must have the courage and faith necessary to believe the true beauty found in sacrificial love. We have to believe that that love is, as we heard in the song, a beauty that only pain can expose. Such a courageous faith-engaged life is the life Jesus calls his disciples to live. Because whether the world recognizes or not, sacrificial love is what the world is longing for. Sacrificial love is what the world is longing for. And to strengthen our courage and faith along the way, God gives us examples. Like those whom we celebrate this Memorial Day. And of course, God gives us the ultimate example. Jesus. For can't you see that he must have known about the heartbreak long before us? He must have known about the mistakes still. He chose us. Planted the tree where he would die. Put thorns down the vine. And then he wore them. And love is the blood red stain. The beauty that the pain exposes. Maybe that's why God made roses. Maybe that is why God made roses. So every time we see its dark red thorn-filled beauty, it will inspire us and remind us that when we embrace Jesus' calling to lay down our lives for others, the pain that is necessary is well worth the beauty it produces in the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.